My husband and I really consider all of our mentees as part of our family. So we typically are engaged pretty heavily in everyone's lives, starting you know, when they're freshmen, whether it be having them over for dinner or meeting them on campus for some of the formal training programs. Today on 2036, the podcast, we'll speak with Anna Dix, a commercial real estate attorney in Atlanta and a graduate of Emory College and Emory School of Law. We'll also hear from Sierra Mara Fernandez, a fourth-year Emory student majoring in biology on the pre-med track. They share a commitment to student flourishing through Emory's 1915 Scholars Program, which provides mentorship and a support network for first-generation college students. I'm Munir Mijani, president of the Emory University Alumni Board, and I'll be your host for this episode. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the 2036 Podcast Experience. I am Munir McJohnny, President of the Emory University Alumni Board, and I'm so excited to be joined here by Anna Dix and Xiomara Fernandez. Anna Dix is a 2008 graduate of Emory College. Following college, she was a Teach for America Corps member in Los Angeles and then came back to Atlanta to attend Emory Law. She is currently a commercial real estate attorney at Baker Hallstetter in Atlanta. She has been participating in the 1915 Scholars Program as a mentor since 2015. One of Anna's mentees connected her through the program is Mara Fernandez. Originally born from Brooklyn, New York, Mara is a fourth-year student here at Emory University majoring in biology on the pre-med track. Mara is a first-generation student, and outside the classroom, she serves as a carpenter for the theater Emory and is a captain of the Afro-Latinx dance team. Welcome to both of you to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about your involvement with the 1915 Scholars, why you found it important, and what exactly it is? Sure. So the 1915 Scholars Program is an alumni mentoring program and campus support program that was established several years ago to help bridge the gap between first-generation college students and the regular campus population. So the way the program works is they pair each student with an alumni mentor, and then the students are also part of a family cluster, which consists of older students who've gone through the program and also a graduate mentor. I became involved. I was very interested in educational quality issues given my role with Teach for America. And when I came back to Atlanta to attend Emory Law School, uh, folks at the Alumni Association knew that this was really going to be the perfect fit for me. And so each year I get paired with a couple of students and then I follow the students that I've had in previous years throughout their college experience. And now we've had several graduates, so they're still part of our family cluster after they graduate as well. I love the concept of this family cluster. So Siomar, what do you think are some of the unique challenges for first generation students that they faced in you know, colleges and universities? And how has this really kind of you know, positioned you to be successful in those? And what are you most looking forward to? Um, Some of the challenges as a first-gen student has to be with, I guess, overall navigating college, where to access resources, who to go to if you have an issue academically or financially. Those are the kind of problems, majority of the problems that first-gen students face. And as a student within the 1915 Scholar Program, I've been able to, like, bridge that gap and access those resources uh, through mentors. like Anna, there's also peer mentors within the 1915 Scholars. So I've been able to talk with them. Uh, you said earlier, I'm pre-med. So one of the peer mentors before me, 
she's actually right now in med- medical school. Mm. So she went through the exact same things that I have to go through. So being able to learn through her, what tutoring classes, what classes she took, studying for the MCAT. So like all of that's very beneficial in terms of like the resources aspect of accessing. When yeah, you're like absolutely. A student. And I think, you know, as you said, right, uh, Anna, education quality is so important. And a lot of times as a first generation student myself, you don't even know what's the difference between a college and a university, how to apply, what is this FAFSA, like all these things that are, you know, opportunities that are available to you. Well, education is supposed to be this great equalizer. Obtaining it is actually very difficult, right? And you've so graciously stepped in so often with this program that they kind of have nicknamed you Mom at Emory, right, is what a lot of your your kids, I will say, really call you. How has that impacted not just maybe your postgraduate life, but just your personal life in general? Well, the program's had a huge impact on our personal life. You know, they call in the program, they call it your family cluster, but my husband and I really consider all of our mentees as part of our family. So we typically are engaged pretty heavily in everyone's lives, starting, you know, when they're freshmen, whether it be having them over for dinner or meeting them on campus for some of the formal training programs that the 1915 Scholars Programs provides. But we also just try to integrate them into things that we're doing around Atlanta, whether it be attending a soccer game or a baseball game or a football game or visiting the Fern Bank or things like that, just to give our students a chance to get off campus and explore you know, some of the restaurants or other activities going on here. So we definitely see our kids a lot, which I love. And then I'll also say it's impacted our lives in other ways too. So some of our students, one of our students in particular interned at my husband's company. Oh, wow. Um, he was from the Virgin Islands and my husband happened to have a project down there. Part of the project fell over fall break and then over the holiday break as well. So he is a student in Gozueta in the business school and we were able to provide him an internship over those holiday breaks that was helpful in, you know, building up his resume to apply for other internships. So everyone is pretty involved and we like to keep it that way. <laughs> so for those of you not present with us, Anna's face literally lights up when you talk about this program, <laughs> right? Which is wonderful. It, it clearly was very enriching for you and your husband who both happen to be Emory alums. How can other alumni get involved into this program and really help student success here as well? I think there's lots of ways alumni can get involved, whether it be directly through the 1915 program by serving as a mentor or supporting the program, those are two ways. If people are not local and are not able to commit as a you know physical in-person mentor in Atlanta, I think just being available as a resource to talk to students about their career path and what led them to where they are now, what things worked for them, what things didn't, is a really valuable experience. I know for a lot of my students, they didn't necessarily follow the same academic route that I did at Emory. Like Ziamar said, she'll be going to medical school But as an Emory student, we all have friends who do these things. And so I've been able to put a lot of my students in touch with other alumni friends who are in, you know, their chosen career field or might have a connection who is. And I've had some of my students in my family cluster shadow friends who are in the medical profession or speak to them for advice on med school interviews or things like that. So just being available and willing to discuss your experience, I think, is a huge gift that doesn't even take a lot of time. And I think one thing that you touched on that's important is it's just your lived experience. You don't have to be an expert in something to do this. So often, first-generation students just crave being able to go to a soccer game to know, oh, this is how it's played, or this is what this is. 
So, Siram, I want to start with you on this. We're at the cusp of the public launch for Campaign 2036, right? And the impact that it's having on student flourishing. What is your hope for the experience of a first-generation student at Emory in 15 years? My hope would be that a first-gen student doesn't even think that they're a first-gen student. They're just a regular student that may have had like problems before, but once they step into Emory, that those problems disappear. That's that's my hope. Like they have the access, the resources, and I guess the education and knowledge as a regular student who had parents who went to college or who had parents who even graduated high school. <laughs> like there's no difference between a first gen student and a regular I I love that. And I think, you know, especially with nineteen fifteen scholar programs and the goals of the campaign, I think that is definitely something that could become a reality much sooner than, than later. So Anna, you know, you we talked a little bit before the podcast started and you mentioned that you weren't a first generation student, right? Yet you're doing this. And you said, you know, the Emory staff just kind of knew that this would be a perfect fit for you. What was that kind of emotional aspect of it that just called you to do this work to be saying, I want to be able to give back. I have this opportunity. I want to make sure others do too. Sure. So you know, I came to Emory, I had parents who went to college. And so I knew about how to navigate a lot of the resources and what I needed to do next to be successful. And then I went to Los Angeles after my undergrad experience and taught in South Central Los Angeles at a very underserved middle school. And during that time, I had a lot of students who were brilliant, but lacked a lot of the outside world experience and resources. And it really pained me to think about what was going to happen to them next in their academic journey. Because even if they managed to be on grade level in my classroom, they would have to make it through you know, several more years of school before college was an option. And then a lot of them didn't even know how you got there. And so for me, the 1915 program is really important because obviously all of the students who make it to Emory are the ones who have crushed it. You know, Academically, they've done all the right things. But then they get here and navigating a college campus and a career afterwards is not something that's necessarily easy to do if you don't have someone saying, start getting your resume together, start networking and making connections for the people who are going to write your recommendations for grad school, or start networking for a potential job in the future. And so for me, it was a natural extension of the work I did as a core member because it's taking these kids who managed to come out on top of their, you know, high school experience and make it to a school like Emory, it's our job to, once they get here, it's our job to make sure that they're successful. And for our kids, I mean, they can handle the academics. It's navigating all those other little things that people take for granted. And so I personally take a lot of pride in it. It's fun for me to expose them to things that I got to do as a college student or to watch them find out what other things on campus are exciting for them to engage in. And then also, hopefully, to get them to experience some of the extras in college. Like some of my students have studied abroad, and that's been mm. such an enriching experience for them. So um, for me, yeah, it was really just a natural extension of like the next step. You teach the kids the fundamentals, and then that helps them get into college. But once they're there, we got to make sure that they, they succeed and thrive here. Yeah, and I think it's so often those small things that first-generation students miss out on that draw this bigger picture of the university, right? And that experience as well. So I think that's so important. And I think one other thing on that, that's really the coolest part of the family cluster in my mind with 1915 is freshmen a lot of times are overwhelmed when they get to college. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to make it to class on time, get their work done, you know, get along with their roommate. 
that a lot of times people don't necessarily fully engage in on-campus activities right when they get here. And for some of our older peer mentors, you know, they got the push from us at the beginning right. of college. And then a lot of them end up being campus leaders, very involved on campus. And it's really fun to watch them kind of like go after the freshmen and say, what activities are you involved in? What are you doing? So that's another way I think that the program's really beneficial is that the older students really help get the younger students involved in kind of the extras on campus yeah. as well. And I think you you created a beautiful transition for me. So I think one of my favorite parts about being on campus in Emory is that there is such diversity here that you have your kind of, you know, home cluster, right? So you can go be with the Asian students or the Muslim students, the black students and code switch and talk with your people and feel comfortable and then go out into the world as well, right? How do you feel, right? Talk a little bit about the Afro-Latin dance program. Do you feel that you have that home here and feel that you've got that comfort level when you need it, when, you know, you're not ready to kind of face the world on some days? 100% dancing. It's like a little stress reliever. I feel like any pre-med student can tell you that being pre-med is really stressful. And then I guess for me, being captain of a Afro-Latinx dance team, it like involves the cultural aspect of traditional Afro-Latinx dances, along with dancing, stress reliever, along with a little safe space. All of that, di diversity of that in general is just very much a home away from home. I say that all the time. And then like I have the dance team and then I have Anna and Carl who are amazing mentors. And then like they're my other home away from home at the same time too. So just the diversity at Emory, but like the ability to be able to do that is amazing. Yeah. And I think that's truly a unique experience to Emory here as well. So I want to once again thank both of you for sharing your experiences, Anna for serving as the mom at Emory for so many folks and lighting up every time you talk about 1915 scholars. Once again, thank you and thank all of you for joining us today. Make sure to check out the rest of the 2036 Dome experiences before the day ends. Thank you all once again. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation with Anna Dix and Ciomara Fernandez. You can find more stories from 2036 and dive deeper into student flourishing at 2036.emory.edu. That's 2036.emory.edu. This podcast was developed and produced in partnership with Ideas United and Emory's Division of Advancement and Alumni Engagement. This episode was edited by Ramsey Yunt and contains music by... Cymatics, and Denise. I'm Munir McJohnny, President of the Emory Alumni Board.